A series of different stories that I have personally engaged in. They are all in relation to the human body, how it is perceived and other biases that are held by society. By the way society is all of us. It might be triggering to some individuals but I do hope that you can make it to the end. 1. One of my closest friends randomly told me I want to be skinny. This took me by surprise because I consider her to be a very sexy human being, beautiful inside and out, voluptuous, is what I would say. So, obviously I asked why would she want to be skinny? Believe me when I say that I was ready to get mad if the response was something about being body shamed by some idiot, because that is a form of bullying and should be considered a death penalty offense. Maybe I'm over exaggerating, but I am certain that that is a cruel thing. The final response was because I want to wear bum shorts. Knowing her, it really could have been a joke, but I think we can all agree to some extent that there are some serious connotation to saying that. 2. This was a conversation that involved me telling someone I have my sexy looking days and my hobo looking days. Simply meaning, respectively, that there are days that I will put an effort to what I wear and days where I am content with just sweatpants and an oversized hoodie. The gist of the conversation was having a male question what I considered sexy on me, it was a bit hurtful back then. Fast forward a little bit, I then had a series of pictures posted of myself, there was so hidden intention behind doing that. There was one photo in which I happened to be wearing a crop top and had some cleavage. Typically the only one that was commented on with sexy. The fighter in me says, so, sexy is defined as crop top and cleavage? The crappy response, no, but showing skin puts you ahead in the game. I exploded saying, it is things like these that make women feel that they are less than what they are. That in order to feel sexy or be acknowledged as sexy only happens when they show skin or else they never will be. As I have probably mentioned that I draw my inspiration from real life experiences and people on and offline. I happened to come across this Facebook post, one of those no truer words could ever be spoken. It was a while ago but once powerful always powerful right? The post said, nobody owes you natural beauty. Addressing people who seem to have a lot to say about what others should or shouldn't look like, using comments like, be more natural. That isn't you, it's a filter. You enhanced your body, it ain't natural. This is bullying and hurtful, and actually a reflection of self-insecurities. Three. Ever heard of the term fatphobia? It is the dislike and stigmatization of big gear bodies. I found out about the term last year, while watching an awesome mini-series called The F Word on Instagram created by Aviwe Kobokana, whom I have known for a very long time. It is really nice seeing people flourish after so many years. I shall bless you with the first episode at the end so that you many easily find your way to the others. Anyways, I thought it was also new to be, but then I realized that it is just the official terminology that was new. The experiences of it, overtly or covertly, present themselves daily in our lives and the lives of those closest to us. Of course I had to open up a conversation. I had things that needed to be asked to become an informed individual of society, so that you can become an informed individual of society, because we continue to spread love, light and knowledge. Here it is. Hi everybody! Today I'm here with an old friend, like literally from primary school. It's been like long it's been long 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 <laughs> but i'm here with her her name is viewer she'll introduce herself just now because she 
last year during lockdown did an interesting series called the f word you're probably wondering what the f word is the word is fat phobia not the one that you were thinking <laughs> i was definitely thinking something else when i saw it <laughs> but anyway so here's viewe um tell us who you are and what you do hi everyone <laughs> my name is viewe komogana Um, I am a fourth-year student at Stellenbosch University. Um, I'm studying a BSc in Human Life and Biology, and yeah, in my free time, I like to talk about things. <laughs> um, and yeah, so that's what my series is about. It was literally just me talking about what I felt was important at the time, and that really is something that I'm passionate about: is talking and talking about important things that I think. society and you know we as people don't talk about now that's amazing so let's start talking about things then <laughs> so maybe let's start with explaining what is fat phobia i mean um you did mention at the very start of your series that it's one of those things we don't talk about enough because we're not even really familiar with the word itself so can we start there yeah So fat phobia essentially is just um, how people who are fat are treated by peers, by society. It's um, the negative views that society has on being fat. It is I won't even call it fear because I think that's such an irrational fear, but I guess the fear that people have um, of being fat and of fat people. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I, I don't know. Would you even know where the word comes from? Like, how did it come to be? I mean, and why was it fat phobia? Like, yeah. I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, I don't really um I don't know much about where the word came from. I think it also just for me came up. It came up in conversation with someone. Um, I was having a conversation about someone just about my experiences as a person being bigger. Um, you know, my struggles with shopping and all of that, and They just were like, yeah, that's just how fat-phobic society is. And I found it interesting because it's like I said in my series, it's something that I've gone through for most of my life. I didn't even know there was a word for it because it seems so crazy that there would be like a proper official term for um, what people go through and how people are treated for something that, you know, to an extent is out of their control or the, the shape of their body and their size. Um, so yeah, I'm not too familiar about where it came from, who coined the term, et cetera. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's very interesting. So then, um, you mentioned you touched a little bit on body positivity. So, I'm curious about how is it is fat phobia? Would it be classified under body positivity, or is it separate from? Why didn't you just have a series on body positivity holistically? So with body positivity, the way I see it today, it really is just about. people of all shapes and sizes of different colors um of ability and disability being confident in their skin whereas with fat phobia it's very particular to fatness and to weight um i really am a very you know strong believer in body positivity but i just felt as though when we when we deal with certain issues under the umbrella term of body positivity we tend to forget the particular issues um that people I'm so sorry. That's <laughs> perfectly fine. Now. Um 
when we place it under this umbrella term, we tend to forget about the particular struggles that people within the body positivity movement face. So, for example, like I said, the people of ability and disability, um, what they experience would be different to what fat people would be different to um, what fat people experience would be different to what people with skin conditions experience. So all of that, I think, all of that falls under the umbrella term of body positivity. But like I said, I wanted to deal particularly with that phobia because that's what I have experienced. I haven't really gone through skin conditions. I don't have a disability. Um, I don't have anything else that would um, class be classified under body positivity, but I fall under um, the space of someone who's got weight issues. And mm. that's my body positivity. Mm -hmm. I, I totally I understand now and <laughs> you seem to be a very busy person. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Someone's trying to get a hold of me. <laughs> it's okay. Um, may I continue with my next question? Yeah, I can I can still hear you. Okay, cool. So you broke it down into internalized, structural, cultural, and how I understood it is structural fat phobia and cultural fat phobia then become internalized um can you explain yeah. that um that sort of process or the image of that yeah so with structural fat phobia under that like in that episode i dealt more with um how the world was not made for fat people so how i mean even i'm sitting on campus um on the deck and the chairs yeah only for the average person if you're bigger than what the average person is, you wouldn't be able to sit on this chair. If you go to a movie theater, the, 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 the seats in the cinema, on the play, the fact that people of a certain weight have to end up booking two seats for themselves because the seats are made for a particular size person, even the aisles in the plane on the bus, um, in classrooms, in lecture halls. So in structural society, I talk a lot of how the structure of the world is and how it's made with the average person in mind, quote unquote average. Um, and how if you don't fall in that bracket of average, then you feel as though the world was not made for you. Even how in clothing stores, it's very, very difficult to shop as a fat person. Um, and then they have curvy sections on the side where the clothes are completely different to what um, the normal um, part of the store has. The clothes can be a bit expensive sometimes. So just how the world shames you for being fat. Um, because you, you, you don't fit the mold of what a normal person is supposed to look at. Mm -hmm. And then with cultural fat phobia, I doubt a lot of how we as society view uh, fatness in music, in, 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 um, ad in advertising, in mm -hmm. movies. Um, so generally, it's entertainment, I doubt with it. Um, just in so on social media, how, how fatness is viewed in, in like microaggressions. So not necessarily an anti fat campaign. But in pictures where every day someone will say, this woman is so beautiful, or this person is beautiful. And it always just happens to be a skinny person. Yeah. So I doubt a lot with um, how our culture deals with weight, our culture deals with fatness. And then in internalized fat behavior, that's essentially then how the structural and the cultural um, affect you as a person. So they, they, they start to affect how you view yourself. They start to affect how you view others. And there are people who are fat but are so uncomfortable in their skin because they've internalized so much of what society told them and so much of what the structure of the world has told them. So if every day you're, you're essentially being whispered to that being fat is bad and being fat is ugly, you eventually start to believe that. 
So that's essentially what internal aspects will be, is a culmination of the two and how they affect you as an individual and your mindset, how you view yourself and how you view those around you and how you treat people and how you treat yourself as well. I'm understanding as every, our everyday life has been conditioning us basically since birth that this yeah. is normal or this is ugly, this is beautiful and all that. So um, my next question then is um, where at some point you addressed uh, Black or African communities and then, or even let's say just bring it down to families and we are Black people. <laughs> So our families, at some point, they have these um, comments of what weight or whatever and things like that. So I don't know if um, you mentioned that uh, your family would have said you have lost weight and so on. And for me, it was more like uh, growing up, I go to granny's house and then she's trying to feed me to gain weight. I go back home, my mom's on some... Uh, you've gained a lot of weight, you need to lose weight. So now how does, I don't know, I'm pretty sure maybe a lot of people go through that. Uh, it's always been said that the thicker or curvier you are, I guess, the more worth you are in terms of lobola and things like that. So where does one draw that line or figure out themselves? Would you have an idea? Yeah, so with that, I pretty much, for me, it sums it up into one thing. People shouldn't comment on your weight period, whether you've gained weight or whether you've lost weight. I think it's always just safe to, to put it out there that your weight shouldn't be, it should, shouldn't ever be a topic of discussion. I think even, I know obviously our families are, are coming from a, a very like good place. So they're like, oh, you haven't eaten, eat, 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 and they want to stop you. Exactly. But with them, I feel as though a lot of the time it really isn't, um, you look so scrawny, you know, you look ugly. It's like, I just want to make sure you're well-fed. But then for me, it, it would be it would be negative if they were to say, you look skinny, you don't look nice, you have to eat type of thing. Mm -hmm. So as soon as your weight and your appearance equal your, your worth, I think that's where the issue comes in. And um, I agree with you, in some African cultures, the, the bigger you are, the bigger you are, the more you're worth, because I guess, um, the more, uh, how can I put this, the more value you bring um, as an individual. I think all of that is completely wrong. Your weight should be no one else's business but yours, not your parents, not your partner, not your children, no one but yours. Because also, what I also covered in my series is you don't know what goes on in a person's life. So you can compliment a person and say, you look so great, you've lost weight, but they've got an eating disorder and that's why they've lost weight. You can compliment a person and say, you've gained weight, you look good, you look healthy, but it's because they're stuffing themselves every night, they're not happy. You know, they've gone through a and lot. And then it becomes an obesity issue. That's also something. Exactly. Mm -hmm. exactly. And then it can escalate something even bigger than what we would have ever imagined. I mean, you can you can lose and gain weight based on health condition. So I think um, for me, like I said in my series, it's just safe to not comment when it comes to someone else's weight. Unless someone outright says, um, please give me an please give me an opinion on this, this and that, and you have a kind of relationship. But other than that, I think it should be an unwritten rule moving forward in society that you just mm -hmm. don't comment on other people's weight. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Actually, I've learned quite a bit. I mean, recently I had um with some of my housemates here, I literally straight up went to them like, 
have you guys heard of this term? And uh, one of the girls here was like, these things, like, I see them, you know, but I'm, I've never really touched on that. And well, your series actually got me to a point where I do want to start talking about these things in general. I actually, this whole time I've been doing like a health series on my blog, it's more just about looking after yourself, but then I want to end it off with don't ever be forced to do something you don't want to do and things like that. Do you have any final comments or advice for people out there? Um, honestly, it's very difficult. No matter what weight you are, um, no matter how you look, it's very difficult just to be a person in society today. People will always have negative comments to say. And it's very difficult to get to a place where you block all of that out and, and you start to care about only your opinion about yourself. Um, I guess what I want to say is be you, honestly, be you and be brilliantly. Um, try as hard as you can to look after yourself mentally and emotionally, spiritually and physically. And, you know, like I said, the only person's opinion who should matter when it comes to you is yours. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, I guess, my closing word. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. I know you're a busy SRC lady. There by Steve. Enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of your weekend. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. And good luck with your blog. I'll definitely keep an eye on it. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Bye. I guess there is nothing more to be said after that. I just want to echo that it is really all about being happy in your skin. Be positive about it and never allow the negativity to affect who you are. It is a physical, mental and spiritual journey but one that can only be taken by you. Seek advice where you feel you must, hear what experts say if you need to, but the ultimate decision is yours at the end of the day. You owe nobody any type of beauty, but you owe yourself happiness. Thank you so much for reading, listening and watching. I invite you to share your thoughts, ideas and comments in the comments section. I know